Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and we get together about twice a week to uh, come together in uh, in a conversation where we chop up what we've been chewing on in God's Word or been challenged by uh, by the Lord and areas that we're growing in, in hopes to encourage and edify you that you can kind of take little bits. I always heard that wisdom was learning from other people's mistakes. And so maybe that's what we're trying to accomplish here. Just maybe. This week, we've got uh, Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Does that feel like a fair description of wisdom? We do definitely learn from, or hopefully we learn yeah. from other people's mistakes. Yeah. And you see someone else do something <laughs> dumb and you think, well, usually I'm thinking, nah, that's not me. And then, <laughs> and then it is you <laughs> yeah, later on. <laughs> but Jamie, you are the uh, Director of Women's Ministry Indeed. here at UFC. Yes. And you are always, like, you've always got all kinds of awesome stuff happening, either directly as a part of women's ministry or as like one of the, one of the branches of mm-hmm. it. So um, why don't you tell us where you've been and kind of what you've been chewing on this week? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we do have lots of fun stuff going on with women's ministry. And I, I love getting to work with women in all different kinds of areas as we learn to study God's word together and serve together, whether that's at Bible study or with clothing closets or meal trains and knit nights and mom's gatherings. And there's all kinds of fun, fun ways to get connected where we can learn and grow together. So, um, but lately I've been really focusing on um, Esther as mm-hmm. that is what we have been studying. And I've been able to team teach it with some of the other ladies in our church, Brianna nice. and Jesse, which has been great. Um, so the one that I've been most recently focusing on, um, it ties in with Esther five, chapter five, which is really starting to get towards the climax of the story. Okay. And so the what I've been thinking about is about waiting and what it what does mm. it mean to wait and what does it look like to wait on God? What look, what does it look like when we don't wait on God? Mm-hmm. Um as as we get to see the characters in the story, uh, things develop really quickly, but we see that through the whole story, God's hand was actually working the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and just so there there's a time element to what God is doing and we have to often wait, just like Esther did mm. on him. Interesting. Okay, I have a, a love-hate relationship with waiting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Don't pray for patience. Yeah, don't. It's a fool's errand. Don't do it. <laughs> the Lord will, he'll, he'll catch your bluff. Um, some days, I, don't, I can't even wait for water to boil. Mm-hmm. I'm like staring at it, waiting, 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 waiting for those bubbles to pop up, and I'm losing my mind. But then other times, like one of my favorite things in the world, which may be a hot take, is I love getting stuck by trains. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Uh-huh. Well, it's fun. You I, get to count the cars and yeah, the cars and and for me, I can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I have nowhere to be. Yes, I just have to wait for this train. And for me, that's peaceful. It's not like oh, I'm gonna get, get home. It's like, well, I can't get home any faster. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm here. So, anyways, I'd love to hear some of the some of the observations you're making in Esther mm-hmm. about what does yeah. it mean to wait on God. Well, I mean, you mentioned that sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard to wait. Mm-hmm. Can, can you th- just elaborate a little bit on why one is easier than the other? Yeah, I think the the one is hard because there's an anticipation and expectation. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm hungry. That's yes. the real driving factor. <laughs> and because of my responsibility, I've gotten too hungry and the hanger is setting in. Yes. Um, and there, even though technically I can't, I don't think, I'm not a scientist, uh, ask your husband, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I can really make water boil any faster. Like I crank it up to the max 
and then I just wait. Mm -hmm. But I'm like eagerly anticipating. I'm, I'm hungry. My body's responding. But with the train, it's like, okay, this is objectively beyond, in my mind, what I can control. control. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think if I were to tr transpose this to a faith-based context, if I'm doing it well when I'm waiting, I go, the Lord's in control of this. Mm -hmm. Like, what exactly. am I so worked up about? Mm -hmm. Well, when we see God is working in the bigger picture, it allows mm -hmm. us to find that rest in the waiting because it allows us to trust Him. Yeah. And, and we can tell maybe if how we're feeling in the waiting is how we're also feeling about God. Like, mm. we're impatient. Are we trusting God for what's going on? Or if we're finding rest, maybe that's, we're trusting God for those circumstances that we don't see or understand around us. Huh. Okay. So our patience is to some degree a barometer of our trust in God, his character's promises. Maybe. I'm just yeah. I'm throwing that out there. I, I mean, like that. I think one, that's good. One of the things I looked up was um, from good old Merriam Webster what it means to wait. And it's to look forward expectantly or to be ready and available. Huh. And so, you know, it, it even gives us kind of this um, lens in which to look. For something that we're waiting for, there is a forward piece mm -hmm. to it. It's not just like, I don't know how to wait, maybe not an expectation or have your expectations broken maybe would make you more impatient. Mm -hmm. But there is, there is an element of looking forward and sometimes looking back and remembering God's faithfulness allows us to look forward and trust him a little more in that wait, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, that expectation piece does seem to be essential for how we have a tendency of responding. You know, like on a vacation, you're not anticipating anything per mm -hmm. se. Maybe it, it being over, you're, you're dreading that or something. But like, you're just there to be. But with most of life, there's something, you know, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're waiting for the job interview call or mm -hmm. whatever. We're waiting for Christmas to come. We're waiting yeah. for um, the heart of somebody to turn to Jesus. We're mm -hmm. waiting, you know, we're, we're always waiting for different things. And so we wait with that expectancy and readiness, looking forward to just maybe the next step um, that God will give give to us. Mm -hmm. Like I look at Esther and um, God never laid out the plan for her. Mm -hmm. She waited on him and fasted and prayed and he gave her the next step. Mm -hmm. not all the next 10 steps. Yeah. And so sometimes I think um, in our waiting, we have to be willing to accept and then just take the one next step, not knowing what's going to come after that. Yeah. I've always likened, <laughs> at least my relationship with the Lord and in general, mm -hmm. it to um, not, not to be taken in the wrong context, but almost like a like a romance, like there's an unknown, there's a mm -hmm. wooing, there's mm -hmm. a, like a dance, like we're following his lead and that we don't know where the next dance maneuver is going or anything, but we, we feel the, you know, the Turner, if you've ever done dance, you know that there's kind of a communication that's happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I definitely have viewed it like that. Doesn't mean I'm very good at. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you're following the lead dancing, you don't know what the next steps are going right. to be. You're following what that lead is doing. And so I think we forget that when we're waiting on God, sometimes he only gives us the next step. Often mm -hmm. he only gives us the next step and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So what happens mm -hmm. when we're doing a real bad job? None of us ever done this. A real bad <laughs> job of waiting. A real bad job of waiting. Yeah. Well, um, I looked through a bunch of um, Bible stories because okay. I've been thinking about this and we see, for example, somebody like Abraham and Sarah. 
Mm-hmm. And they were actually given more than just the next step. They were told you were going to have a baby and this baby is going to grow up and you're going to have generations that multiply and will bless everyone. So mm-hmm. they knew they were going to have a child. Yet the timing kept going and it wasn't what their timing was. And Sarah then offered Hagar mm-hmm. to um, Abraham and there was Ishmael and Ishmael and Isaac were constantly fighting. Yeah. Um, to this day, they're still right. fighting. And, and so I, I, I was encouraged in that um, there with the, Sarah did not wait on God's timing and there were consequences to mm-hmm. that. And there was heartache that she brought upon herself and probably the, the rest of her descendants who were at odds with one another. But God's plan was not thwarted. Yeah. And so, you know, when we're not waiting on God, I feel like we don't receive the blessings and benefits that he has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we give ourselves heartache. Yeah. I was recently reading a book about marriage and it was talking mm-hmm. about how sin doesn't change the um, the factual status of a thing the like your sin doesn't change you positionally with the Lord, Mm -hmm. but it changes it qualitatively. You you're robbed of your joy. Mm -hmm. You, you suffer the pangs of, you know, affliction, whether that be physical or emotional or spiritual. Um, So it's, I think there's great comfort for those at home who can look at their lives and say, I wasn't patient here and this mm-hmm. is what happened. I wasn't patient here and I hurt somebody this way. And we can still say, okay, God, this is another opportunity where I have to trust you. And I know that your, mm-hmm. your will can't be thwarted. I can't mess it up. Yes. But at the same time, there is benefit to waiting. On totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and we see just all through scripture, things like in Micah 7, 7, but as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Like God hears us when mm-hmm. we wait on him. It's not like he's turning a deaf ear to the things that are heavy on our hearts. Um, we see in Lamentations 3.25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. I know we've talked about this before. Our God is good. Mm-hmm. He's good to those who seek us. He is not seeking our harm. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we forget that. And I love in the Psalms, if you were to look through all of the Psalms, there's tons of them, but a couple of examples, they're almost always attached to hope. Mm-hmm. And so like in Psalms 135 and 6, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I have hope. My soul waits for the Lord, and I wait in expectation. Or um, in, I can't read, Psalms 62, 5, for God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is in him. So over and over we see that God hears us, he is good to us, we have our hope in him. And then we even see in places like Proverbs 4, where it talks about those who trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not on their own understanding and mm-hmm. all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So he guides us, mm-hmm. even if it's just that next step. So there's these this peace and this hope surrounding the fact um, that we are waiting on God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense why so much, so much of the Psalms in all of scripture mm-hmm. has to do with this trust in anticipation, relation, relationship with God. I mean, I'm reminded of Moses and the people of Israel when they get out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's it's very easy for us to say in hindsight, like, yeah, I would never do any of this, or I'd never be Peter. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yet Moses goes away for a little longer than they expected, and they melt all the jewelry down and make an idol. In, yes. We, mm-hmm. we, we can be 
so tempted to turn our eyes mm-hmm. away into something else. Well, I think that's one of the ways that we do then wait on God is we remember. Mm-hmm. We remember who he is and what he's done. And in doing so, it allows us to, one of the things we talked about with the ladies was the difference between responding and reacting. Mm-hmm. And reacting, you know, we let kind of the circumstances and our emotions just drive uh, immediately what's going on in our decision making. Whereas responding, we take that step back. Yeah. say, okay, what's going on? How is God at work in this? What is my next step? Like Esther did when she stopped and she prayed and she fasted for three days before she just plowed on in to make a request for her people. And so I think that's part of what it looks like to wait on God is to remember, mm-hmm. remember who he is because we do have those short attention spans. <laughs> and what on the flip side, and you've touched on it a little bit, like what do we see as the great benefit of waiting on the Lord, being mm-hmm. faithful trusting and relying on him. We get to partner with him in his plan, which mm-hmm. is pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, he we we think of Esther as the hero of the book of Esther. Um and she had courage and she followed what God had told her, but God is the ultimate hero, but God used her. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's very cool too. Yeah. That God can use us. And what did her uncle say? For such a time as this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he said God will find Somebody, if not you, mm-hmm. he will accomplish what he's doing. But because of her faithfulness, she got to participate in that. Exactly. And otherwise, she could have had hardship on her own family and God would have delivered his people. Yep. Just like we saw Sarah not waiting in her in that time. Mm-hmm. And so we do get to be a part of what God is doing when we wait on him. Yeah. Which is such an incredible thing to consider. You know, uh, for most of us, I imagine we're not thinking of these cosmic levels all the time and Mm -hmm. thinking about this. But, you know, I I would encourage everybody to think back at a time where they really visibly could see how God used them instrumentally. Mm -hmm. And what a neat experience that is Mm -hmm. to be able to partner with the creator of the universe who said, I want you to do this and it's going to be really amazing. Mm -hmm. And stir that up. And and so one of the things that we practically talked about, well, what does it actually look like on a day-to-day basis to wait on mm-hmm. that? So when you're waiting next to your boiling pot of water or for a train, you know, <laughs> what are you doing yeah. while you're waiting for those things? And I think as we wait for God, yes, we remember who he is, but we also do things like we give him thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Thanksgiving really is an act of submission where we're accepting what God has given us, both easy and hard. And mm-hmm. so this practice of Thanksgiving allows us to have this perspective of what God is doing and maybe have that bigger picture and expect. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's also a place where we lament and mm-hmm. we grieve and say, Lord, I do not understand what is going on right now. <laughs> yeah. And we can either wrestle with him through it and he pulls us closer into it, or we try to do it on our own and then we're not waiting on God anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so as we remember and we lament and we... Um, spend time in Thanksgiving, um, and all of this is through his word and prayer, then it brings us to a place of worship. Mm -hmm. And so that worship, this continual worship is what we do when we wait. Mm -hmm. I can't help but have my mind drawn to, I'm going to use a fancy term here because I don't get to use it very often. (laughs) And it thrills me. (laughs) Well, I I understand what the fancy term is. (laughs) Yes, you will. Um, Like an eschatological perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. Looking at this, because deliverance is no small theme in scripture. No, it's not. And as Christians now, mm-hmm. we get to see, I would think, and you know, you can weigh in on this, please do. But we get to see 
Esther almost as an archetype of us as we look forward mm-hmm. in anticipation for the return of Christ. Exactly. And not rush this thing and not be impatient and, and um, you know, try to seize control ourselves. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And I mean, I think in many ways, Esther reflects a lot of who we are. I mean, the unseen God part, Mm -hmm. you know, we, as I mentioned, we don't have the prophets and all the miracles like we do, but there's this continual learning how to be patient and wait on God and see what God's doing to deliver us. And I love the fact that, you know, that's what was an exodus. And then this is returning back after the, um, the exile and Mm -hmm. they're once again being delivered. And then we are still waiting in expectation for that fulfilling of all of those feasts when Christ returns again. And so we still have something to wait expectantly for and in readiness for. Yeah. What a great comfort. Um, I think this is stuff that every human being can, can take advantage of and Mm -hmm. really let sink into your soul. We all have to wait. We all feel Mm -hmm. tension and anxiety and the unknown, but I love how you opened it. Just sharing how, the this is in a lot of ways a caution flag to say hey hey pay attention put your eyes on the lord like mm-hmm. you're going to have to wait and then how we respond can be an indicator of oh i you know i'm i really stressed about this for days that was 3 days i did not trust the <laughs> lord you know and seek mm-hmm. him for comfort well it also allows us when there's circumstances that we don't understand for example when mordecai um he reveals the plot assassination against the king and mm-hmm. is not rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. There could have been many things that he could have said, well, why am I getting a reward for this and so forth? But he waited. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand why things were happening the way they were, I'm pretty sure. But it comes back later in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's at the right time to have his people, he be noticed and his people be saved. And so, you know, there's all different kinds of things that we don't understand maybe in our current circumstances that God's using and he's preparing something that's maybe 10, 15, 20 years or beyond down the road. And yet we can trust him even in that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, we can. And that's a good reminder for all of us. Mm -hmm. Well, Jamie, what an encouragement. I, I know I can definitely uh, find areas in my life where I need to be trusting the Lord more, Mm -hmm. be patient, watchful, you know, remind myself often of the character of yep. God. We all to, need it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Regularly. Yeah. <laughs> well, listener, consider um, n- not just scripture, which is replete with examples of how God has faithfully delivered his people, but consider how in your own personal life, God has delivered you and used you instrumentally. And, and remember when you're in those times of waiting mm-hmm. that he is good yeah. and he has perfect time. He's like a wizard. He arrives what is it exactly on time whenever he's supposed to be there? Something Isn't that Gandalf? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> and thank him for it. <laughs> yes. Yes. The takeaway is God is a wizard. Just kidding. Um, Jamie, thank you so much for taking Thanks, the time. Chris. Appreciate it. All right, listener, we will get you guys on the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. 